Hello and welcome to Do the Woo, and it's episode 143. And this week it's time for the Woo Roundtable. My name is Ronald. I'm partnership at manager at Yith. I also co-host the WooCommerce London Meetup, and I'm supporting Bob WP with this regular podcast for Do the Woo. I've got a little message to share first. Um, so this Woo Roundtable has been going for quite a few months now, and in uh, in the past we've we've been focusing a lot on the the person joining us or the person on the purple chair. But we've got a bit of an update coming from September onwards, where we have a interview that we will um, do before the Woo Roundtable, so we have the, a better opportunity to get to know the person uh, first. Um, but more on that, when um, if you follow Bob's social accounts, I'm sure he'll update you with all the, all the juicy updates in, uh, in due course. So without further ado, let me introduce my fellow, fellow panelists. And first of all, we have Robbie Adea from OS Training. Welcome, Robbie. Hello. Thank you. Excited to be here today. Have you got any update to share? Something happened in the last since the last episode? Since the last episode, we have been, uh, well, we've been steadily working in the background. We're working on a new OS training website to launch before the end of this month. And so it's been... And that's going to be in WooCommerce, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yes, absolutely. And it's also meant that I've had very little sleep <laughs> in the last month, <laughs> just trying to get everything all wrapped up. And, and it's a migration. And so, you know, it's not like it's just a brand new website set up. It's a migration. So there's just so many little pieces of data to make sure they move over properly. And I bet that's a lot because I started uh, learning WordPress through OS training and before that uh, Joomla. So that's quite a few years ago. So I bet there's a huge catalog of uh, stuff to, to migrate. So, Yeah, almost 12-year-old site. So that's a lot of data. Wow. A lot of users, Brilliant. a lot of history. Um, just quickly, if people want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? They can look up Robbie Adair I'm, and, you know, you search me on Google. It's me and a soccer player in Canada, I believe. So you can tell the difference because I definitely am no soccer player. Um, and then uh, you can always get me through OS training or my agency media team. Yeah, great. I love Googling, Googling yourself. We did it as a family the other day. It was, uh, it was an interesting experience. Um, Robert Jacoby from Cloudways. Anything remarkable happened to you in the last uh, four weeks? I uh, actually had an in-person Cloudways executive meeting last week in New York. And uh, that's the first time I've been on a plane since March of 2020. So, How, how was that? Uh, it was shockingly weird. I thought it would, I'd be like right into the group. No, I got to, you know, warm up to, you know, hitting the planes all over again. And, you know, you're masking everywhere and all that stuff. So, uh, but... Uh, I can't believe the the sheer amount of productivity you get out of actually being in person again. Oh my goodness! Yeah, um, um, were, were people hugging, um, kissing, just shaking hands, or keeping a distance? I mean, your team meeting obviously are very close. <laughs> um, I, I can't wait to go to Yith one day and see what kind of meetings you guys have. <laughs> I was just thinking, Ronald, what kind of board meetings have you been to lately? <laughs> Uh, there is something about Mediterranean people. There, there, there's no limit when it comes to, uh, um, you know, shaking hands and, and kissing. And yeah, it's quite a, quite something for us cold Northern Europeans. Uh, no, there was plenty of shaking hands. I mean, everyone was vaccinated. So, you know, there was at least a semblance of confidence around that. But uh, it was it was 
it was unique having not done that for almost a year and a half. Yeah, if people, I don't know if they want by now, want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Uh, uh, you can use Robbie's way and just Google Robert Jacoby or certainly uh, Twitter uh, Robert Jacoby. Great. And finally, our um, guest on the purple chair, uh, Brittany McCotter. We, uh, you are um, part of the, the WooCommerce family or clan or team. I'm not sure how you identify yourself, but you are the payment business operations lead. Uh, and also, which I, which I find really uh, interesting, you, you, aka the wrangler of all the unknowns. Uh, so welcome, Brittany. Thank you for having me. It's nice to be here. So you wake up in the morning and you open up your Slack email and you have no idea what's coming up. Um, I joke with colleagues uh, in that every day my uh, to-do list changes. So I will end the day of writing down what I need to tackle the next day and accomplish. And without fail, anytime I open up Slack or check the email or check, you know, anything that I'm tagged on internally here at Automatic and Woo, uh, my day tends to be a little bit derailed. So every day is an adventure. And we're very much, you know, in the in the weeds building um, the ship while we sail. And so every day consists of kind of new opportunities and new things to wrangle. Um, and I say the unknowns because there has been a lot of unknowns as we've gone to market, as we've launched WooCommerce payments, as we built the product. Obviously, the fintech space consolidates and changes daily, too. So keeping up with those trends and insights um, tend to impact my day to day as well. Yes. But yes, wrangling of lots of the unknowns. <laughs> so we are here to talk a lot about WooCommerce payments. Today, uh, there was a big announcement and there was another big announcement only a few weeks ago, which I shared with the Woo London meetup. Um, how long have you been involved within this team or and also within uh, Automatic? Sure, yeah. So I joined Automatic um, in June of 2018. Um, and I joined as a uh, partner manager working on the business development team specifically focused on payments. So I worked really closely with our BD team um, and our payment partner. So Stripe, PayPal, Square, you name it, um, focusing on just ensuring that those relationships remain healthy and that we're you know growing together and, and providing the best in class experience um, overall. And then about two years ago now, we started doing a lot of discovery work about what it would be like to bring our own payments product to market. Um, you know, hearing from a lot of our WooCommerce customers and just creating an experience where we know um, merchants really need to have access to all of their data, including payments within WooCommerce, um, that being one of the pain points we often hear. We really wanted to figure out a way to solve that problem and provide a solution that is uh, really forward thinking, is best in class, that works well for Woo, is built by Woo, um, and give us kind of the ability to to charge ahead. So those conversations, discovery work started a little over two years ago. Um, we launched WooCommerce payments in the U.S. in May of 2020, which is wild. Um, and we've been a <laughs> In the ether for a year, um, and then over the course of the last month, month and a half now, we are launching internationally. And so as of today, um, launched more fully in France, Italy, Spain, and Germany with uh, additional payment methods in those markets, including GyroPay and so forth. So slowly taking over the world, um, world domination is is happening. Um, and again, you know, we're 
we're looking forward to just creating a, a really great solution and bringing it to market in all these new countries. Wow, that's uh, that's quite something. I mean, there are not that many countries. I mean, they're, they're big countries. Uh, of course, it doesn't stop there. So, what, what's what's the future? What's the, the the you know the plan ahead to to really go for world domination? Yeah, there's a lot in the pipeline. Um, so our focus for the back half of the year, which it's crazy to think since we're sitting here in August, um, wild, is is focusing on international expansion. So that's really been the theme of this year alone. So with that, you know, we are. We've identified a, a major list of countries. We have launched in, um, you know, the countries named obviously to date so far. And then on in the pipeline, we're actually in preview mode right now for Portugal, Poland, Austria, Switzerland, the Netherlands, and Belgium. Um, and so preview, preview mode went live today as well in the sense that merchants will probably see this if they go through the onboarding flow, WooCommerce, present, uh, WooCommerce payments will be presented there. Um, and as of today, too, they can start to accept some credit cards and debit cards um, in those markets, um, more payment methods to come. And so that's the next phase. So more international expansion. Um, stay tuned over the, the back half of this year with some more countries after that. Um, and as well as, you know, payment methods. So we're really focused on building payment methods that are relevant to each market that we know, um, especially in Europe, are really needed and, and dominate across the European economic area. Um, so working to get those live uh, and, and also supporting, you know, additional payment methods uh, in the future, um, it, like bank transfers and, and wire transfers and all of that. Um, as of today, too, with, uh, with our launch uh, in these markets, we've you know, release multi-currency support within the plugin. So now within WooCommerce payments, you have the ability to um, allow merchants to set, you know, their store to receive payments in many different currencies. And then shoppers can choose from the currency of their choice. And of course, all the um, the payments will be reconciled within the store setup uh, currency. So really creating just an easier way for merchants to accept a broad variety of currencies and and folks from different countries and then reconcile fully within the WooCommerce pay payments plugin and and not needing anything else to reconcile. Um, more to come in the back half of the year. Uh, we're exploring what it might be like to take uh, in-person payments, which is, is, is kind of a fascinating evolution of Woo and WooCommerce payments. And then of course, you know, some of the additional things with that too is we we are also kind of exploring like uh, what it might be like around WooCommerce payments and subscriptions uh, coming in the next few months too. So all sorts of ideas being thrown out there uh, for the back half of 2021. I was going to say she said a keyword in there for me, with which was Woo subscription support. So that is in the the works. I'll, I'd I'd like to have that integration. Yeah, absolutely. And we've heard that from a couple of folks. Um, and as of today, of course, WooCommerce Payments works great with WooCommerce subscriptions as a standalone plugin. But we're exploring what it's like to potentially bring that fun functionality within WooCommerce Payments and how we can support some of our merchants, whether they're smaller or larger, um, with more a more integrated experience there. But yes, major keyword. We know we know our Woo family loves subscriptions. <laughs> I'm really curious. I mean, since we're diving right into this, and it's always no holds barred here, um, I'm curious about 
you know, buy now, pay later systems like Affirm, Sezzle, and all that. Those I see pop up at every store now these days, mm-hmm. or at least the major stores. I'm curious how that might fit into the uh, Woo Payments pipeline. Yeah, Robert, thank you. That's a really great question. Um, buy now, pay later is is such an interesting beast. And what we see with WooCommerce um, merchants and buy now, pay later, it crosses the gamut of verticals, of products sold, of all of those things. Um, you know, we are doing more discovery around what it would be like to offer those within WooCommerce payments as a payment method. Um, but the beauty right now is that for a lot of the buy now, pay later solutions, Afterpay, Affirm, Klarna, um, gosh, even PayPal now has their own installments. And, you know, merchants can use that alongside WooCommerce payments as of now. Um, it is really interesting. And I think buy now, pay later is a fascinating segment of the fintech experience. Um, and I really think that COVID happened ironically at the right time with buy now pay later to kind of propel propel forward and and uh have massive adoption and growth as people swiftly moved online um and especially you know following a lot of uh the kind of gen z and millennial trends of of avoiding credit cards right because their parents got burned on credit um or are afraid of credit and now you know you're off at college and you can no longer walk up to the the table on campus and get a credit card and, t- and a free t-shirt. Um, buy now, pay later solutions really have enabled that whole generation to really provide them with a, a, a you know, buying and spending power um, with very little details uh, needed to get started. So it's an interesting trend um, and we're exploring what demand will, like, it will be like with WooCommerce payments. I, to be honest, haven't heard a ton about uh from the market about folks wanting it within the WooCommerce payments experience. Um, but we do have the solutions right now in the marketplace to live on alongside of it. So highly encourage folks that they're interested to, to explore the best buy now, pay later solution that's meant for them. And that, I think that's also the other challenge is now, you know, the market's getting very saturated um, and, and it's the, the challenge is, is which one is right for me. And it, it comes down to many factors, right? From cost to even regional support, what's a good player in the region that I live in, um, to even what is the best kind of payment method, call it a payment method for the type of product that I sell, right? Like whether it's a higher priced electronic or let's say I make it really expensive furniture, or any of those types of things, they're better, some better suited for, for that than others. Yeah, while we're talking about those, what about crypto? Is that in any of the plans, cryptocurrencies or no? It's not as of right now. Yeah, no plans for that. Um, you know, that's an ever, ever-changing beast as well. Um, I invested in a few myself and it's been fun to ride the wave. Um, and then the, the wave crashed and I was like, well, I'm just going to get out of that. Um, but yeah, no plans as of yet. Um, I think it's still a little bit of an unknown space. And and with WooCommerce Payments and how we've built it, we've pa- you know partnered with Stripe to to build a power buy solution here with Stripe on the back end. And so I think if if that comes, um, you know, to market within Stripe and our partners, then I think it's something we'll explore more more fully. I always joke with my colleagues too. Yeah, I joke with them that that I'm going to start a payment method and, and call it Britney Pay, and that'll come out you know 
at some point as well. <laughs> that sounds good as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that, 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 that's the curious thing about all, all the payment methods and all that. And maybe this is just really crazy pie in the sky. But I, in my head, I, I could see Woo Payments being its own financial institution. And instead of working with a Stripe or an Affirm or whatnot, actually setting its own rules and then having more flexibility, especially internationally with how things are done. And, you know. I, I'm I'm sure that's not on a six month yeah. timeline, but I'm curious if that's maybe part of internal discussion or something, something that's going on in, in you know, or at least has been yeah kind of thrown up in the air. Yeah, I mean, we've definitely seen you know with with other players in the e-commerce space them offer more financial tools um for their merchants and even for their customers, right? So we've seen what that. Um, what that looks like and and how that's changing. And then I feel like every day I read TechCrunch and there's some other either B2B payment solution or B2C, you know, interesting payment method in, in Asia or something along those lines. So, uh, you know, it, it's moving so swiftly, it's often hard to keep up. Um, but I think for us, at least the position that we're focused on as of right now is how can we scale WooCommerce payments to these relevant markets, offer payment methods that are needed in these markets, and then simultaneously offer them the solutions to run their business. So whether that's financing, um, capital, whether that's buy now, pay later solutions, whether it's kind of um, using a tool like uh, like Wayflyer um, to to get capital and then spend on ad spend and, and inventory, um, we're exploring all of those things. And I think that's the beauty of the way that we've brought WooCommerce payments to market, but also how we partnered with many of our payment partners and financial partners in WooCommerce.com um, and offer them in the marketplace is we want to make sure that folks have a variety of tools in their toolbox um, and kit that they need uh, to build their business, to grow their business. And I think with COVID, um, you know, propelling so much growth, especially across e-commerce, We've really seen the need um, for a variety of different tools and um, processes and partners to help build and and uh, keep the ecosystem growing. And, you know, I always say, too, it's the beauty of this has been the immense growth and watching our merchants scale and grow simultaneously using our tools has been a profound, a profoundly wonderful observation and experience to see and so many success stories over the last couple of years and even year and a half with WooCommerce payments alone, it's been really remarkable to see just incredible growth. Um, and also the creativity that's come out of this um, and continues to come out of e-commerce and, and selling online. We've seen so many really wonderful merchants that get so creative and in, in what they offer from the products to um, even how they, they work uh, with their, you know, their customers, either in person, whether it's like I'm delivering things to your doorstep or um, even just kind of getting creative with with uh, what they're, you know, allowing subscriptions for and, and all of that. It's been really cool to see. But uh, certainly back, <laughs> you know, I, I think eventually we'll start to explore what it might be like to to become our own kind of financial institution or, or provide further financial tools. It takes a lot of work and a lot of uh, compliance and a lot of um, exploration there. And so myself being a one person team, um, you know, I don't, I don't know if that's on my plate as of today, but it's definitely in the pipeline um, for exploration and discovery. 
I was gonna say the, your your list of things to do or wish list of different editions, especially um, targeting different countries and and habits of payment or preferences and payment mm -hmm. types. It must be huge. So, uh, as much as I, I think uh, what Robert said makes makes probably sense long term, I can't imagine how you would even where you would start if you have to do all of where that you start. on your own. So. It seems that partnering is a is a really important part of the the future growth of uh, WooCommerce. Is this um, a, a, a program? Is it open to developers? To, can people approach you say, "Hey, we are a you know a number one payment method integration in let's say India. Um, can we collaborate? Is that is that a way to do it?" We've had some folks knock on our door around that, um, and we haven't opened that up yet because, again, we're just focusing on we're it, like we're still getting our feet wet with building this product. We've um, done really well and have been incredibly successful in the U.S. That's obviously about eighty percent of our market share, given we just launched internationally a month ago. Um, and so, what I'm really excited to see over the next twelve months is the growth and adoption in you know Australia, New Zealand. Obviously, Europe, I'm really excited to see what comes from there. Um, and I think from there, we will start to explore what it might be like to um, either offer a solution um, in tandem with WooCommerce Payments uh, in, in India, let's say, but also, again, pointing folks to make sure that we do have the best-in-class solutions for their markets that can work alongside WooCommerce Payments um, should they sell you know, to cross border or um, however they want to grow their business. Or let's say they want to spin up another site in Canada, for example, um, they can do that using our solutions. So it's it's a lot, a lot to come, um, a lot of discovery. And, you know, the way that I uh, organize myself uh, or my to-do list, I wish I could show it to you. It's just pretty much like I have my top priorities at the very top. It's usually about 10 things. Um, and then I break everything else out by features. So what features we're working on, what's needed to be done here. There's a lot of wrangling with our finance, accounting, and legal teams, of course, um, ensuring that everything is kept up to date, that as we iron out through some of the processes, that it's it's noted internally. And that, of course, um, uh, I joke, too, that I'm, I'm not a, a legal expert by any means, but have swiftly become one. Um, so I'm going to print out my, my JD uh, here soon. Um, but lots of wrangling there in addition to products. So, you know, it's really neat to see our engineering teams build and tackle a lot of the problems um, and and figure out creative ways to to how we build some of these features and functionality. Um, and, you know, WooCommerce Payments, our team alone is over 50 people, but that doesn't include the cross collaboration with our design teams, with our mobile team, with and, um, you know, our securities team, even our platform team, right, for the, the core of WooCommerce. So there's a lot of hands on deck right now with building this solution and keeping it running. Um, and even just how we partner with our marketing and marketplace teams to, to feature WooCommerce payments and present it to, you know, the public and our community. Obviously, being mindful that we need to create balance here in, in what we what we market, how we market our solutions, and also how we present other great solutions that our third party developers work really hard to to build, um, and we want to be super cognizant of of those relationships with our community. For, for the record, you are totally welcome to show us your to do list. 
<laughs> it's downstairs. I would go back and grab it, but I think the docs would follow me. So I'd be hesitant to have, you know, stomping paws around for, for the afternoon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll send you a screenshot. <laughs> So, Brittany, um, and I, you may or may not have this planned yet or not, but it, when you talk about doing in-person payments, are you guys actually considering some hardware that, that you would put out yourselves? Or are you thinking of integrating with others or a combination offering some API for integration with others, but your own as well? Yeah. So right now, the way that we're thinking about it is um, it's pretty much like our, our own um, hardware. So we're, we're not building our own hardware, but we're partnering there. Um, so offering a solution there. And really, we're starting small, right? So how can the small, like the small medium business, let's say you are, um, uh, you know, like an, an oils maker, right? You make scented oils for all of that. And you go to a lot of trade shows or farmers markets or those types of things where you do sell online, you've got a strong business there, but you do a lot of in-person um, either events or things like that, that you need to take, you know, a quick payment on. So we're really thinking there. And then also what's in the back of my mind is how can we eventually get to a full-fledged point-of-sale solution, right? For the larger merchants in the ecosystem that now maybe have brick and mortar or even just restaurants. We have a ton of restaurants that use Woo WooCommerce and WooCommerce payments, which has been pretty, one of my favorite stories actually of, Woo of uh, last year is seeing how these folks take online orders and then obviously it's buy online, pick up in store. Um, so how can we build a more robust system to also help these merchants that really do have the large brick and mortar and let's say a ton of SKUs that they're selling online and in person. Um, so so lots to come there. Um, the hardware part of it's really fascinating to me as well. Of course, um, you know, what we see from folks in this space already, it's, there's such slick design. Um, we're seeing the consumer being really become more and more comfortable, certainly in the States, Ronald, you, you're more advanced here with just tap to pay um, and contactless payments, which has been awesome in the U.S. And it's been really cool to see my mom, you know, yeah, exactly. Who uses Apple Pay, um, you know, at 70 years old and like, you did it. You, it this is great. Um, it, it's neat to see kind of that evolution. So thinking through what's to come there. Um, and how we can can support merchants who want to to offer in person or take in person. Um, but if there's any ideas or any you know feedback you have from what you see in the market, my um, team working on that. What I love most is uh, they will they're very astute to what um, their local coffee houses or donut shops are using for in person. And so I, I there's often lots of. Uh, photos of what's happening in person in, in the relevant market or region. Um, where I am currently right now, I've been noticing that a lot too, just being in a small town and seeing how some of these small businesses are running their business in person has been fun to see what they're using to, you know, scan their SKUs and what they're using to print with and keeping, you know, being more mindful of that experience, even though it is kind of secondhand nature for most of us now. When you're working in payments, you really start to pick up on all of those things. Hey, Bob WP here, and I'd like to take a moment to thank two of our pod friends for their support of Do The Move. Staying on top of things, what about managing all those client projects in one place? The GoDaddy Pro Hub does just that, and it's free. From a single dashboard, you will have control over your client sites, products, and projects 
in one seamless experience. Save time on repetitive site maintenance tasks. Access all your client accounts with a single sign-on. And use tools that improve client collaboration. And top that off with priority support and it's the all-in-one hub. Learn all about it by simply going to dothewoo.io slash hub. If you or your clients have a team keeping your Woo shop running smoothly, it's even better to make sure you are on top of what's going on. WP Activity Log helps you or your clients keep track of team changes in WooCommerce, such as changes in the store settings, coupons, orders, products, and a lot more. Now this in turn improves team accountability and meeting those compliance requirements. And what's really cool, WP Activity Log allows you to show your clients what you've been working on during development and even maintenance. So I suggest you get on top of that and visit WPActivityLog.com. And now let's head back to the show. Robert, <laughs> um, talking about, you know, the, 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 the way that we've changed our habits throughout COVID, um, what's your sort of outlook when it comes to in-person payments and the way that, you know, payments will evolve or here to stay? I mean, if, you, if you're in person, I, I, I live on Apple Pay in person because I have it on my watch and it's... It's just full. I don't have to touch anything. I don't have to like dig around in the pocket, stay around in a you know in a store more than I want to, and then you know futz with the old credit card scanners and stuff. And uh, I mean th- that's just going to be ubiquitous. I think that <clears throat> excuse me that kind of you know touchless payment processing. I, I am curious how systems like you know WooCommerce payments can integrate with you know Android Pay or Google Pay, excuse me, Apple Pay. And, Mm-hmm. Or are those always going to live in their own separate universes? Yeah. So what I learned from it too is it depends um, a little bit in the obviously on the background functionality, but also on the hardware. So does the device accept that? Um, and that's a big how we're we're focusing on on that is um, we're really taking that into consideration because many of us, especially internally, all use. Apple Pay, Google Pay, et cetera, um, for contactless and know that that's the market share there is huge. And so how can we support that out of the gate for a lot of these folks where I am selling at the farmer's market and Robert walks by with his watch and he buys tomatoes for me and then, you know, a three second deal and we're we're moving on. So and that, and that's versus installing an app, isn't it? Because I know that, for example, PayPal did something or trying to you know, the QR payments, but you'd have to install an app first in order to enable that and sign in. Well, by the time you've decided on your product at a farmer's market and you haven't got any connection, then, well, you walk away because nobody cares totally. about cash anymore. Yeah. That actually happened to me up here. Um, I was paying a merchant with Venmo. And there's lots of Venmo up here at the farmer's market here, which was great. But I I found her, and then when I went to hit pay, uh, Venmo said, we lost your banking details. Log in again. And I was like, oh, no. And then, of course, got real frazzled right in that second. 
and it ended up just being like, here's my credit card because I, you know, I didn't want to log in. I wasn't, I didn't know if it was really secure where I was. I just didn't feel comfortable trying to do all of that with my bank. Um, and, and to be mindful of that experience too. And we're really, we're, how we're building that and how we're focused on that is really taking those kind of use cases to mind. Like what happens if a merchant um, has really spotty Wi-Fi or doesn't have Wi-Fi? How can they take payments and ensure that it's it's seamless, right? And again, that that time to sale is efficient, um, correct, and of course, um, secure. So it's a lot of interesting discovery. And again, that's where coming the wrangling of all the things um, really kind of I partner with my my product teams on that because it's it's a lot of unknown and so definitely learning something new every day. <laughs> yeah, you bring up a great point about security. I mean, that's I I was thinking the same thing. I mean, it was just like ah. yeah, yeah, legal insecurity. Those those are you know step away from that. That's that's a scary thought to to get involved with. <laughs> it's scary, yeah. Yeah, I I see people at the coffee shops on unsecure Wi-Fi doing all kinds of e-commerce stuff. And I'm just like, and I'm looking at some of the sites they're buying from and I'm just like, oh, my goodness gracious. I don't even know if that one's even got an SSL on it. You know, I mean, like there's there are so many people who don't understand what to even look for to know. I mean, you did. You stopped yourself. You're like, wait a minute, what what Wi-Fi I'm on here at this farmer's market. But a lot of people don't think about that. They just like I'm connected. Yay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And go about logging into their bank accounts and and all kinds of stuff on an unsecure Wi-Fi. So, yeah, I and I think it's I think from a site perspective, obviously sites have to be a little more responsible and need to be. I mean, browsers are kind of obviously stepping into that space too. When we've got the locks and we've got you know um, them putting up notices if you're not in secure method, but there's still I think there's a lot more on the site owner's responsibility, the builders, we really have to make sure, you know, that we assure the people on the other end that are about to buy that we, that they are safe. And then sometimes how can we know? I mean, we can't know the Wi-Fi that they are on. All we can tell them is that once you hit here, then you're fine. But I don't know if someone is swiping your key strikes in between, you know, you and me. Right, right. And then, you know, from from the payments perspective, one of the things that's been really fascinating to watch with WooCommerce payments too is um, is the the fraudsters that try to get started using WooCommerce payments, right? So, um, some of you know shady fraud rings that will try to onboard, um, will try to sell random drop shipping items or you know things like that that we've seen, and it's it's known as fraud biz. Like this is. This is just common across the internet, but it is really fascinating to see the creativity and see kind of the trends, um, everything from, you know, misspelling of words in their URL to um, like different uh, domains that they use that it's like dot world or dot something that you're like, okay, but it is fascinating and also bold. Um, But, you know, fraud fraud can happen in a variety of ways. And it goes back, Robbie, to exactly what you're saying. It's up to the merchant to really create a secure site for their business um, and protects them and protects their customers. The last thing you want to have is a chargeback um, or a dispute with your customer if something went wrong or if, you know, something wasn't secure and you had the ability to make your site more secure. But it is also a level of education. Um, We've got a few documentation um, documents, at least on WooCommerce.com that really help 
merchants reiterate that, you know, the need for security and and we give folks some advice around that as well. But there is a lot of education um, that as a merchant starts to grow and scale, you know, if it's a one person shop, then they may not necessarily have the time or awareness to dive into it. And so there is something to be said about continuing to reiterate the importance of that, especially in the world that we're living in. I mean, nothing worse than getting an alert from your credit card company and saying your card's gotten stolen, right? So uh, I, we we have to urge our, our folks here to really be mindful of that and and often frequently do security checks on their own site. It's a fine balance, though, between uh, a secure site educating the customer, but also making sure that the checkout is smooth, smooth and there are no errors because of all these additional security checkups and so on. Because then for a merchant to be contacted, say, I tried to pay, but it, it didn't work. And I tried the second time and I don't know what's going on. It must be really difficult for you to create that perfect experience for the customer as well as for the merchant and then keeping it all safe. It's yeah, it's it's a challenge for sure. And especially with Woo, um, one of the challenges is the customization, right? Every merchant can really customize their checkout. So um, uh, you know, I may only ask for an email address and a zip code. Uh, you know, it, maybe I'm just selling digital product products and that's it. But if I'm if I move to selling in, you know, tangible goods, um, that changes the things, the items that are needed there as well. Um, and then we do have some captcha um uh, plugins in our marketplace that we, you know, we recommend to folks if they're having a hard time or they're noticing an uptick in fraud or something like that on their site. But the challenge there is exactly that, Ronald. Like CAPTCHA also is a deterrent. You know, people don't like typing that in. Or sometimes, I mean, I, even just when I see, see the CAPTCHA myself, I'm struggle to see and really make out what it's saying and, and often mistype that. Um, so it is a fine balance. And I think that's the beauty of uh, this space, too, is the level of customization um, really reiterates the need for continuous testing. And, you know, as, as you all know and are very familiar with multiple plugins from a variety of different um, capacities, it's so important to just every time you update, every time you upgrade, whether it's WooCommerce or even WooCommerce payments, like I implore you to really do some testing on your site and make sure that things are working smoothly. The last thing you need is to have a sale in your business and then get a whole bunch of folks writing in saying they, they're having trouble paying or, you know, they, they can't find a product that was in their cart or any of those issues. So uh, we always want to make sure that that's best practice. Or, or, or maybe just have a, a magical Woo Visa card that uh, automatically works with only WooCommerce. Then, <laughs> I don't know if we want to do that, but uh, I'll take that back to the team. <laughs> um, I want to talk a little bit more about the uh, multi-currency because I, I know that's a big deal, especially here in, in, in Europe and you know, um, where we have British pounds and euro and, you know, the, the euro is only adopted by a few countries. So was that a difficult challenge? And also, are all currencies now um, available or only a select few if, with within the countries that you um, onboard now? That we've, yeah, that we've onboarded with. It, so multi-currency was um, incredibly thoughtful in the way that we've built it and approached it. We wanted to really give folks the ability to set up their store to receive, you know, payments from multiple currencies. Um, merchants can choose from, I believe it's over 135 different currencies there. So they can unlock a variety of different uh, customers around the globe. Um, 
And then uh, really, it's just a matter of the merchant's needs. So we wanted to enable currencies that, um, uh, you know, are supported by these regions and these markets. And then also be mindful of as we continue our international expansion, um, having this be at the forefront of that, uh, given, you know, where we go next. Um, it's so common here. Um, my, uh, I have to give a shout out to our, you know, our one of our product leads, David, who really thoughtfully yeah, provided input on designs and just the way that the setup works and the functionality works. It's been really powerful there. So we're super excited to see this. Um, with the you know announcement of it today, too, I'm excited to see what adoption will look like of our merchants and the multi-currency uh, feature and functionality. So even for folks here in the States, um, you know, what this may look what this may mean for their businesses they want to sell abroad to. Do you see a lot of, a lot of stores um, switching to WooCommerce payments or are these the mainly new startups that just go with it because it's, it's there and it's, it's very easy? Or do you see or have you solved such a, a major problem issue for a lot of uh, store owners that, you know, the, the switch just makes a lot of sense to them? It's been actually a, a quite the combination. Um, I'd say about 50-50. Really, we've seen some folks migrate over to WooCommerce payments fully because they wanted to have a holistic view of their entire business and know that they can just log into Woo and have everything live there, especially when it comes to payments and order management, um, et cetera. Uh, and then we have seen um, you know, folks who are running WooCommerce payments alongside other payments um, providers to just kind of fail-proof and and uh, feature proof and future proof. I use all those things at their their business, right? So if if they know that a payment method works really well for them in in one region, then they will present that. Um, you know, the beauty of it is for new stores that are coming in. Obviously, we're highlighting WooCommerce payments and recommending that as a as a solution, uh, but creating that integrated experience. And one thing that it's really interesting from the payment side and having been in this business now for several years is people, merchants specifically, will set up their payments and set it and forget it. And the only way that they're going to think about using something else is if the rate is good and it's in, you know, allows them their costs to stay low um, or if they eventually look at their transaction fees and go, oh, wow, I've, I'm spending a lot of money here. What is this? How can I lower my cost? Um, and then that's when they'll start to explore using something else or something in tandem. And going back to some of the buy now, pay later side for the merchant, it's incredibly expensive. Uh, rates are almost 6% on some of them, which that's a lot of money. If you're selling especially higher price goods, that can be pretty expensive. Um, and then the risk risk there too is if your if your product gets delayed, especially if it's a higher price good, that can really impact your bottom line. Um, so it's been fascinating to see kind of the folks that have moved over, uh, the folks that are still using other things in line with WooCommerce payments, um, and then also learning more about different markets and, the, and their payment behavior. So one thing that's quite common in uh, Brazil, for example, which we're not there yet, but maybe one day, is uh, Merchants are really keen at switching providers based on whatever incentive a provider is offering. So they may use provider X for 30 days and provider Y comes knocking and says, you know, I'll give you a 
1% fee, or for example, and then they will quickly move and migrate off of that. So it's really interesting, the patterns of behavior there. Um, and it's it comes down to knowledge too, right? So everything in the world we live in is, is negotiable. Um, and so with folks being keen, especially sensitive to their transaction fees and the world of payments, um, they can look for ways to, to uh, save costs, right? Uh, for WooCommerce payments, this is also part of the beauty of why we've built this is we want to not only grow and scale with our merchants, but as they grow and scale, if they're starting to see their volume really increase and take up, our wonderful uh, customer success team will get in touch. And we do have the ability to negotiate payment rates pending volume and, and order size and really remain competitive. The last thing we want to do is have a merchant move or move their payments away, especially if it comes down to cost savings. So we are really um, opening up that door to, to ensuring that we've got their back and that they can come to us and say, hey, we'd love to, you know, to figure out a better way uh, to improve our rate. You know, um, you mentioned using multiple payment methods. We've always usually done that anyway with clients just as a good backup, especially if they're selling internationally. Um, and so like, let's say we have Stripe and PayPal for one. But since you guys partnered and you're kind of partnered in a layer on top of Stripe in a way, it, does it make sense to offer Stripe and Blue Payments? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Sure. Yeah. It's a great question. You know, I think the beauty of it um, is that WooCommerce Payments and, and a lot of our value proposition is that it's built by Woo for Woo. So we've really taken into account a lot of the, the WooCommerce complexities and nuances within the core software and the core platform um, to really configure WooCommerce payments and just meet the pain points that we often hear from folks that are using other providers. Um, but that's the beauty of it. We recommend that folks use uh, more than one. You know, we encourage you to, to fail-proof and future-proof your store. And then I think, too, you may find that a solution may be better for just your U.S. customers and, you know, another solution may be better for abroad. Um, as we continue to grow and scale, you know, I, the way that we're looking at this business, the way that we're looking and thinking about payments in general, obviously, we're, we're going to remain competitive with even our partners and our friends. Um, and, and that's just to be expected and it has to happen in, in this space, period. Like, we, we have to figure out ways to do that. Um, but I think the other the other beauty or beautiful part of WooCommerce payments is just continued with the extensibility, right? So we built this in a way where we know with our plugins that are recommended in the marketplace, with our Woo-owned plugins that we've built, um, that it works alongside of it. And we want to make sure that any um, anything that we build and, and put our hand on really works seamlessly with the core software, with what we recommend in our marketplace, and really be cognizant of that. And some of the the partners in this space that we work with and have partnered with, you know, we can't always bet that that that's the case. And we often hear from our merchants firsthand, we're having a trouble, we're having trouble. And then when we do, obviously, the the nitty gritty checks of the sites and find out the compatibility issues, that becomes a challenge. It can be, you know, it can be a challenge for sure. If you if you are a, a WooCommerce user in let's say, uh, an Africa, that, uh, African country, and you know you're probably not going to be very high on the list. At this moment, would you, what would you do? Is this, is this something you could say to them, 
we're on it. We, we, we really want to be available to every country in the world. Or is it mm, maybe not yet because WooCommerce isn't that popular yet in your country. Therefore, you'll just have to wait in a queue. That's been one of the, the uh, most interesting questions I've received having spent the last three years now in payments at Woo. Um, so on the partnership side, that was one of the most common questions that I would I would get from our partners was, okay, so how is Woo thinking about Asia? And my response was, well, we're global already. You know, like we the way that we work is not necessarily let's tackle a specific continent or market or any of that, but we're we already have that global lens and mindset. Um, and when it comes to payments too, you know, I I'm all for world domination if we can. Um, and so the biggest thing and really what my product team and I are really uh, privy to is the feedback on the ideas board. So uh, within that, specifically within WooCommerce uh, payments on the ideas board, we've got a ton of requests for Malaysia, for example. So right now that's also on my to-do list is uh, really exploring the opportunity there for Malaysia and how we can go about unlocking that and what's needed to, to unlock payments there um, from payment methods to even just legalities. Um, and so again, you know, I think it's it's just reiterating that it is on, in the pipeline. We are aware of the demand. We really take that to heart as we're building and looking for not only new features, but new markets. Um, and then simultaneously going back to my former team, the BD team, and saying, hey, we're getting feedback here. And so how can we also recommend another solution in the interim until we till we get there in that market? But that's a great question. It, it happens all the time. It's not simply, simply switching a, a toggle, isn't it? Because you have the legal side of translation, you know, finding the right mm -hmm. payment types. It, there's a whole, whole lot to it. So There's a whole lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. I've, yeah. Again, learning something new every day. Can you share a bit more about the marketing that you do for each of the individual countries? Or is WooCommerce so global, you know, as soon another country opens, let's say, you know, France from, from today, you just know it, 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 it will run itself or will you make a concerted effort to, to get as much momentum going in, uh, in France, for example? It's a combination. So our marketing team does a wonderful job on so many of our, our channels are so global, period, from our newsletters to even just our socials. So our marketing team will really be mindful of um, just the global value proposition, right? And then as we get folks writing in, whether it's uh, pre-sales to our support teams, our happiness engineers, or even just general questions, that's when we can get a little bit more detailed with some of the, the, um, the nuances, especially around localization and really marketing to these merchants. But we really do take a global approach to our marketing. Um, we don't necessarily sit there and, and run ads that say, I want to market directly to Robbie. Um, but, uh, you know, if we could, obviously we, we would. But having kind of the larger lens because Woo is so international. And that's one thing that I think many, uh, many folks in this space, certainly WordPress and Woo know. But outside of the WordPress and Woo ecosystem, I don't think many people really realize just how global we are unless they sit and do the research. Um, and so that's kind of part of the avenue in which our marketing team kind of takes. Now, the challenge for us, too, is as we've launched in the U.S., we've got things like instant deposits, for example, that are only available in the U.S. So a merchant can get the payout, you know, same day. 
um, which is wonderful. However, we have heard from folks in other countries, when is that coming to my country? So trying to balance what features are available in the U.S. to start right now and how, you know, how they're coming um, to the next set of countries. That's also something that we're trying to wrangle and, and figure out and also part of the scaling, right, telling that story. And I'm guessing some of that is dependent really on the other partners in the ecosystem, like what will banks be comfortable with exactly, or other financial institutions? Yeah. 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 So a lot of it too, in the way that we built it, it's, you know, we've, we definitely have to be privy to how we've built this with our relationship with Stripe. Um, and then of course, also um, utilizing just the best practices there. So a lot of the requirements or eligibility requirements based, um, based on uh, geography may change for the merchant. And so being super cognizant of that and ensuring that our documentation, just how we set up in the various flows allows for that too. Um, and creating, you know, even touch points of agreeing to the terms of service or you've read the terms of service or they're here, just pointing all those things. It's a, it's a lot to consider. Yeah. Wow. I've got a question for Robbie and Robert. You know, Brittany's got a huge to-do list. If there's one task you can push to the top of her to-do list, which one would it be? Which feature that you think, oh, I really think that's going to be a game changer? That's a good one. That, that is a good one. Thanks, Ronald, for stumping me. <laughs> is, is that, I know, I know. Maybe it's the crypt, cryptocurrency or is that... Are you? Mm, uh, you know, no, I was just curious. The, the crypto question was literally just out of curiosity because it comes up all the time in e-commerce. And so I was just curious if I'm sure it had come up to them, but I didn't know what their thoughts on it, if it was on a roadmap or anything. Yeah, no, I actually, I don't, I, I, I can't off the top of my head come up with something that I would tell you that needs to come up to the top of your list. I think there's so many features right now uh, and it, and it's growing so much and, you know, I'm, I'm, you're right on your marketing side of things. People just, they just know, I mean, WordPress is large enough that the word spreads very quickly. I mean, goodness knows you make one tweet and it's out there for, you know, like it's everywhere all of a sudden. Um, so, you know, we actually do have some clients that ask now about that. So that's cool. Uh, so the word is getting out. Uh, and I'm sure the new announcement today is also going to put uh, uh, more people buzzing us about getting some training classes for this too. So <laughs> I, I've got things I'm putting up on the top of my to-do list now. Thanks, Ronald. But I don't know what I would move up on Brittany's. <laughs> well, I, I'm just more curious about how the consumer can be like, oh, it's WooCom or, you know, it's WooCommerce payments. I'm good to go. You know, will that ever be more of a front-facing, uh, you know, sort of consumer messaging about, you know, oh, okay, everyone knows. The value of it. Yeah, I mean, people know Square, so they see the little logo on the, you know, yeah. countertop of the coffee shop. And they're like, oh, okay, I know this. And then all of a sudden I get a receipt in my email. Um, you know, so there's there's an affinity for Square, regardless of what the rest of the back end looks like. You know, whether it's built on WooCommerce or you know, Shopify or Wix or whatever kind of stuff. Um, so there's a, you know, when you're sitting there going, oh, that I know I'm good with, you know, Square. Whether that's, you know, reality or not, it, it's just in my head the kind of marketing that goes around that and whether, you know, Woo will actually go in that direction as well. Yeah, and I think it it's a part of the scaling um, that we're going to do is exactly that, is, exploring, you know, and building that trust with our merchants first and foremost. And so when the merchant can say in their terms of service that they're using WooCommerce payments to power their payments, um, that over time, that kind of subtle indirect messaging 
consumers will start to feel comfortable with that when they see that. Um, you know, of course, as you guys know, the customization for payment settings can call that out, um, whether it's, you know, what they use to power their payments. And so I think it's just over time, it's building that confidence. It's the slowly, uh, slowly growing. We've never been the type to really um, overly promote and uh, chest bump, you know, who we are and be incredibly loud. And that's part of the beauty of, of Woo in general. And also, as you're building and releasing a product, often a challenge, right? You Like, I want to be as loud as possible, but that's not always the case. And so it's just continuing to ensure that we instill confidence in our merchants and with our merchants in their payment stack and business um, and that they get the best in class experience first and foremost. And so simultaneously by doing so, we'll be able to really interact and, and create that same trust with the consumer. And so as they learn that they're maybe shopping on a loose site or as they uh, maybe see WooCommerce anywhere, they'll affiliate that uh, with WooCommerce payments and just knowing that, oh, I've made pur purchases using this before and it's been fine. Or if I've had to make a, dis a dispute with a merchant, it worked out fine. I got my goods, et cetera. Yeah. It's just it. It's just taking time. <laughs> That's going to be a trick, isn't it? Because mm -hmm. I, I think what Robert said is a really valid point. It, it's it would help also the, the uptake because if the if the merchant feels it's a safe bet, therefore you know taking on onboarding with Woo payments is is a really good positive thing. The uptake will be like a flywheel effect. Um, I think for me it's also the and you've already sorted it. It's the onboarding. I know Bob keeps talking about how easy it is and how flawless the experience is to to onboard new merchants. And if you're a an agency or a freelancer helping store owners to onboard and you know they're going to have a really easy ride because a few years ago it's quite often an afterthought it's like right i've got a bank account how do i connect it to oh it's a process of five six days to be approved and then you have this funky plug-in that might might not work so all of that with woo payments is pretty much addressed and also have to complement that you're very open and transparent for third-party developers to to build with Woo payments. You know, we ourselves have had to do that and and made a few of the plugins compatible, and it's just really easy. And your approach sort of confirmed that. Like, yeah, we want people to work with us because that actually uh, allows us to be successful overall for everybody to be successful. So, I think my 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 to-do list have been ticked long time ago. So. Um, <laughs> Well done. Well, that's good to hear. But it's exactly that. You know, we really, really value input from the community, um, whether it's our just freelancers, agency partners, developers, whomever. Um, and I highly encourage you to, you know, submit feedback, whether it's the ideas board, you can reach out to me in the WooCommerce Slack. I'm Brittany McCotter there. Um, we want to create that two-way communication with you and get feedback. And we want to know some of the pain points that you have working with your customers around it or how we can improve the offering. Or even if you want to know what's coming up on the roadmap, by all means, we're, we're here to to let you guys know more. Um, we can't share it, it, everything, of course, but, uh, you know, as we start to to get that. And then I think the beautiful thing is, too, is if folks are interested in beta testing any of our features or, um, you know, would like to be involved more heavily with some of that, we are all open for that as well. And so happy to kind of gate folks in and get feedback right away. We're always looking for folks to participate there. Um, but it is the beauty of this community and, and why we built this is 
We wanted to build this for WooCommerce, keeping in mind that the WooCommerce merchant developer and folks that really build on top of Woo and make it the most seamless, uh, powerful payment system that we can for our ecosystem. Yeah, that's fantastic. Have you upset any competitors along the way? Or has everybody been so kind and nice to you as well as we have been? You know, I think we see like this week with the news of Square and Afterpay, the market's very, um, very involved with each other. <laughs> and so we've we've been very fortunate to get a lot of um, great positive feedback from our friends and partners in this space. Um, we also have folks who are just keen and eager to see how they can work with us even better. And so that's been a really positive sentiment there. Um, you know, I, online e-commerce payments, et cetera, is not going away. Obviously, it's the wave of the future. I, you know, I think we'll, we'll see folks being born now, how they'll never really even shop in a store for whatever their needs are, maybe eventually. And it's just everything happens online. We already see it now. Um, so continuing to innovate, accelerate and expand um, and create kind of the most efficient payment processing solution that works for our, our, our set of merchants, our customers here at Woo is, is really part of our value and our mission and, and really creating kind of, um, you know, the overall like building this on top of key principles, including just the ability to integrate with other plugins, obviously stability, um, keeping in mind our happiness engineers and incredible support team as well as they as they work to troubleshoot uh, for folks. And then simultaneously feedback. So feedback from the community, feedback from folks using it. Those are really our, our value propositions and um, in, in how we built this. And I don't foresee those changing anytime soon. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for um, sharing all of this. It's, it's really fascinating. And lot, lots learned. I know uh, Woo Payments is was, it's just over a year old, really. So to come along this way, uh, to come this way, um, would you like to come back next year? Because I think we'll have a load more questions to see where you are yeah. today in, in 12 months time. Hopefully the list of countries is enormous. There'll be uh, buy now, pay later, all sorts of things that uh, <laughs> that we've talked about. Uh, we'd love to. Absolutely. I just wanted to tell Brittany, thank you very much. It's really been very insightful. Um, really good information. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Great. I have a few um, pod friends to thank. And uh, this week's uh, episode, we thank GoDaddy Pro. You can visit them on godaddypro.com and also wpactivitylog.com. I had a look about on the activity log and you can track... Every bit of activity, the, the name says it all. It's, uh, it's quite an interesting thing. So check them out on wpactivitylog.com. Uh, thank you all very much. Thank you, Brittany. Thank you, Robert. Thank you, Robbie. Uh, we'll see you all again next month for another WooCommerce Roundtable. <laughs>